Welcome back to the Strive to Five podcast. As always, I am your host, Joseph Hadaway, and today I am sitting down with Mr. Dividend Dave. Dave is the host of the Passive Income podcast. You may have seen him on Twitter at Lovey1973. And uh, how are you doing today, Dave? Hey, I'm great. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. And yeah, just a little quick bit about myself. Most people know, uh, well, most of my audience knows, your audience may not know that uh, I'm Canadian. So, uh, good day, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so um, obviously we'll have a little bit of back and forth between uh, some of the similarities and differences between investing in Canada and investing in the US. But uh, other than that, yeah, let's just get into it and see where we go. Hey, yeah, I mean, absolutely. So I, I do want to start at the beginning before we get too much in the investing talk. Passive Income Podcast, you're sitting about 1.5K on YouTube right now? Killing uh, it, man. 1,300 subscribers, 1. 1.3. Uh, yeah, it's building, it's growing. And I actually saw a really interesting uh, video uh, about two weeks ago from, oh, I can't remember his name, but he used to be on Channel Makers, then went out on his own. I think his name is Nate. And basically he said, talk like your audience is already there. So basically he was like, just imagine that your, your audience is already 100,000 subscribers, right? And so I, I've been trying to apply that strategy ever since I saw that video. And yeah, so I've, I've even put out like pictures of like, you know, full stadiums with 50,000 people in them. It's like, here's the passive income posse. We just got to find the rest of you. <laughs> We're looking for you. Come on over and join the posse. <laughs> I love that. that. That was actually kind of, you know, where I was segueing into that. Cause I know you're what 98, 99 episodes in we're pushing a hundred. And yeah, again, exactly. 1.3 1. K that's, that's a big number. I was going to ask, you know, like what, what's, what's your growth secret? What, what do you feel like separates you or makes that work? Well, honestly, 1.3 K like a 1300 is a funny number because it sounds like a lot, but it's not a lot. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it's it's the amount of people that that go to a, a minor league hockey game or a high school football game, um, but it's it's a far cry from the amount of people that go to a, a, like a professional sports event. Or you know, we talked the other day on my podcast how you live in the same town as as Jimmy, Mister Beast, and yes, sir, one hundred and seventy five million subscribers. Like that's just unfathomable, right? Like how how do you do that? So. I, I, yeah, I'm literally just striving to hopefully in the next five years get to that uh, 100,000 subscriber number. So uh, I, I'm hoping you will put the link in the description below. Please be sure to join the Passive Income Posse. <laughs> hey, absolutely. We'll link it all down in the description below. Um, I like how you mentioned that's the average attendance for a high school football game. I think my listeners in Texas would uh, would argue with that pretty quickly. Yeah, well, I was I was giving a Canadian reference, obviously, like, you know, a minor league hockey game in Canada playoffs, uh, you probably get, you know, a thousand, two thousand people out to the game. And yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we've spoken about this before. I, I lived in Tampa for a couple years. And while in Tampa, we won the Stanley Cup twice. Yeah. And then and went to the finals the year after as well. Yeah, that was the third year that I learned that Tampa Bay had a hockey team. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then just last year, the other team in Florida went to the finals. So like four years in a row, Florida teams have been to the Stanley Cup finals, which is unreal. It, like good for them, but <laughs> that I guess weather-wise bad. Yeah, I'm I'm a bad hockey fan to say the <laughs> least. Um 
yeah, moving into it, Canadian investing versus American investing. Right. So I guess, you know, let's start here. So we were both in the, the Twitter community. We have a lot of, I, I feel like there's a lot of overlap in like the whole North American follower base between the U.S., For Canada, sure. and even a little bit into Mexico sometimes. I've got a lot of U.K. followers and, and that I follow as well. So there's a, a great interaction there with uh, the United Kingdom a few other Europeans, a couple Australians. Um, but yeah, obviously, primarily it's North America, Canada, and the U.S. Oh, yeah. That oh, and not... just, to, just to quickly interject there, I am no longer on Twitter. I'm oh. on X. <laughs> if there was anybody was going to correct me on that, I should have known it was you. <laughs> but yeah, we had yeah, a lot of... You can find me on X at Lovey1973. And of course, we will link that down in the description. Had a few UK guests on here, so also a good mention. So I, I guess sticking, you know, with, with the content creation side, then we'll get into the actual investing side. Do you sure. curate toward Canadians or do you feel, I had somebody tell me once, budgeting is the same in every language. Right. Yeah. And I think we're going to talk about The Wealthy Barber later too, how, <laughs> how that book is maybe a little Canadian centric, but at the end of the day, the, you know, the, <clears throat> the underlying message is, you know, pay yourself first you know, whether it's 10%, 15, whether it's $25 or $50 or whatever it is, every single paycheck. So the underlying message, whether you're, you know, <clears throat> Canadian, American, British, you know, an alien from Mars, <laughs> like you just got, you just got to do what you got to do. Right. Like. I absolutely hear you on that. And getting into the other than like Canadian stocks, all that one thing you educated me on, and I did go and read about <laughs> where the was the Canadian banking sector, and I had right. no clue anything about that. Yeah, I piqued your interest, didn't I? You really did, because that, I guess, because I mean, the U.S. is a country we're what less than three hundred years old. Hearing something that like paid a dividend back to like less than fifty years after this country's founding blows my mind. Okay, here's the even crazier part of that story that I didn't tell you. Mm -hmm. I. And I'm not because I know you're not going to know the answer to this. No American does. What year did Canada become a country? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm a good, throw out a random. I know it was after the U.S. because, of course, like the War of 1812 happened. Because right. for because I, I know the meme that went around for a while was that Canada just asked nicely to be a country, and the U.K. <laughs> said yes. <laughs> That's kind of how it happened. <laughs> But they were definitely a country by the time like World War One happens. So that kind of leaves us like ninety years of history right there. Yep. You, so yep. I, you're you're figuring it out. You're you're in the ballpark. <laughs> I'm gonna say 1870s. Oh, that is so close. That is such a great guess. Hey, I'll take it. It's 1867. Okay. Okay. I'll take that. That's a now let's <laughs> but then now let's rewind to what we were talking about the other day on 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 my show on the Passive Income Podcast of the Bank of Montreal and the Bank of Nova Scotia paying dividends since 1829 and 1832. And so you're like, oh, wait, hold on. These banks were paying dividends for 40 plus years before Canada was even a country. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that that's got to be my American bias coming out. because That just baffles me. Uh, had a shout out. Connor founder had him on the podcast not too long ago. And we spoke about a few of those. UK companies that go back to like the 15, 1600s. Yeah, yeah. With stock, it blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. 
And there's here's another piece of trivia for you. And I'm pretty sure it's got to be the oldest company in in North America, Canada or US or Mexico or anywhere. Uh, founded in, I want to say it's 1640, maybe 1650-ish. But uh, yeah, the, the Hudson's Bay Company. And that's, uh, again, a Canadian company. They're now sort of a, a major retailer, like they're anchor stores in shopping malls, but they go back to their beginnings were, were the fur trade, obviously, way back in the in the 1600s, right? Like selling beaver pelts uh, back to England. That, again, never, that is so cool, though, to me, at least. So I guess, you know, kind of getting into that, you know, as you, again, educated me on, Despite Canadian banks, of course, being based in Canada, they are traded on the New York Stock Exchange. Yeah. D- do you see more opportunity of like Canadian stocks versus U.S. or is it like a whole mess of both? It's a whole mess of both. So, yeah, the Canadian banks and we talked about uh, the, some of the Canadian telecoms the other day as well, like uh, Bell Canada also being traded in New York. And so you have opportunities in New York to invest in these Canadian companies. The <laughs> the opposite end of that spectrum where I wish where I wish it would happen, you know, having things like uh, Meta and Tesla and so many of those great McDonald's and Lowe's and Home Depot. And I could go on and on and Coca-Cola and Pepsi. If all of those companies were also traded on the TSX, the Toronto stock exchange. Oh man, that would be a game changer for Canadians, right? I mean, definitely it's, it's definitely one of the perks of being a U.S. citizen is having all of that right there at our disposal. And like you and I also talked about Canadian companies on the New York Stock Exchange. I mean, even like what Alibaba, a Chinese company is on the right. New York Stock Exchange. There's so much business in, in our market that is just right here to invest in. It's a, a massive opportunity. I keep saying this, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would even kind of further that too, like, you may not just want to limit yourself to, to North America. It, you know, if you have the, the ability, you know, there's so many stock exchanges around the world. You've got the FTSE in London, the DAX in Germany, the, the Hang Seng in, um, is that Japan or, or Hong Kong? Like there's so many stock exchanges that obviously have hundreds, if not thousands of companies all around the world. And yeah, you're, you know, it, it's just limitless what you could potentially do, right? Absolutely. So let me ask you this as a dividend investor, and I, I'll be honest, I do not know the answer what I'm about to ask. And if you don't either, that means maybe, I don't know the answer either. <laughs> I was going to say, if you don't know the answer, we'll just edit it out. So to those other countries, they pay dividends as regularly as like US companies do. I know like the UK index has a nice dividend yield right now, but I don't know anything about Germany, Japan, Hong Kong. No, I honestly, I, I don't know uh, hardly anything about those other. Uh, stock exchanges either and yeah I, I agreed like like you said i'm up to nearly 100 guests on the passive income podcast so i've had it's a pretty equal split of canadian and americans but i've also had several from the uk so we've talked about uh stocks like legal in general which is a very popular one among uh, uh british uk dividend investors and several others tesco and and you know they have some great companies to invest in as well. And so, yeah, I, I know there's some great dividend paying 
uh, companies on the FTSE the FTSC in, mm-hmm. in London. Past that, I guess we'll have to uh, Google and add a reference in the show notes. Yeah, for sure. So then, yeah, I guess, you know, moving on to just investing in general, why dividends? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I definitely get both sides of the argument, like the total growth strategy of saying, hey, if a company isn't paying dividends, that means that company could potentially be, you know, using that that money, that cash flow elsewhere to, you know, pay down debt, to do R&D, to <laughs> buy back shares, you know, to do 101 different things with with that money. So, and, and then if they're not paying a dividend and doing all those things, so that means the, the share should increase in value over time, right? There should be capital appreciation. You should be, you know, making money in that regard. So the dividend investing strategy that I really like, there's a couple parts to it is like one, just seeing money show up in your brokerage account every, whether it's monthly dividend or quarterly. And it's like, oh, wow, there's another $9. There's another $25. There's another, you know, whatever it is from whatever company. And you're just like, and then all of those add up like nine plus 25 plus 15 plus eight plus five plus four plus and all of a sudden you're just like oh i've just made a couple hundred bucks in dividends this month and you're like that's 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 amazing <laughs> like it's not free money but oh my goodness it feels like free money <laughs> <laughs> so you know that's kind of part one to the answer and then part two to that answer is then having that whether it's whether you're starting out and your and your dividend is three dollars for the entire month or or you're like somewhere along the journey and and you've made three hundred dollars or or even a thousand dollars in dividends now you have all that money to again reinvest and buy yourself more shares so that next month or next quarter you're getting paid more (laughs) you're like are you seriously (laughs) paying me to not work for you so i can buy more shares in your company so you can pay me even more to not work to still not work for you No, I hundred percent agree with you there. I, I've said similar things before because I, I know, at least in my opinion, dividends are the only true form of passive income. Because, like, like you said, I I can buy Apple stock right now. I've never worked for Apple. Realistically, I'll probably never work for Apple. But then they'll pay me two, three bucks per share, rising even usually indefinitely. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a great point, right? Like, it's these companies that that's generally much like one of my biggest sediments is like they're paying you to not work for them. Now with that said, you're, you know, investing your money and they're using your money to work for them. So there's a bit of a give and take, I guess, to that analogy, but at the end of the day, like I said, this money just shows up in your account. (laughs) It's like literally today, today's the 16th of August as we're recording this. And I have a lot of monthly dividend payers that, yeah, I have a lot of monthly <laughs> dividend payers that pay on the 15th of every month, but it shows up in my account on the 16th. So on the 16th of every month, I'm just like, oh, there's another $100, $200, whatever it is, right? And it's like, okay, well, I can buy more shares now. Which, I mean, hey, if nothing else feels good, and as long as you're dripping those dividends, it it yeah. snowballs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, And I- the... We should just quickly say drip is dividend reinvestment plan. So you're using all of those dividends to just reinvest and keep, keep growing that, that snowball. Oh yeah. Which I highly recommend. I'm sure you do as well. Pretty much. 
I, I'm assuming we'd agree on this at least till until uh, retirement. Oh yeah, for sure, right? Like yeah, just keep just keep growing, just keep building brick by brick, as the saying goes on, <laughs> not Twitter X. <laughs> Somewhere out there, Kevin at, at Walk You to Wealth. I'm not sure if you know him on X Instagram. Yeah. He's uh he's screaming. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we follow each other, and uh, I've actually we're, we've been talking about uh, trying to get him as a guest on the Passive Income Podcast. So hopefully that'll happen uh, sometime in the near future. I think me and you need to go half season on a producer because <laughs> uh, Kevin's coming on here next month. He he, uh, I'm sure he asked you the same thing. He asked me to wait till his kids go back to school. Yep. And then you talked to uh, Evan, uh, my money marathon. What two days after I did? Yeah, a couple and days ago. Yeah, well, last didn't week. even know. <laughs> So yeah, if you ever want to go halfsies on a producer, let me know. We'll make it happen. Yeah. I'm not sure if producers work on halfsies. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll make it work. I, I think if we put like the Indeed or the LinkedIn job posting out there and just wait for them to come to us. Yeah. Uh, good point. Good point. <laughs> Backing up then, and I know the answer to this question because I watched your episode of... Uh, uh, what it's Tom the Savings Captain? It's like the the passive income happy hour, the investing happy. Hour. It's something happy hour. Yeah, the money happy hour with uh, Tom at Savings Captain. He's been a guest on the Passive Income Podcast. I've been a guest on his uh, on his podcast as well. And yeah, he's 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 a great uh, follow on on X. <laughs> I'm calling it X. I'm doing it. I'm just making the leap. <laughs> Elon Elon is smiling on us right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Elon, if you're watching this, uh, I'm your number one uh, person saying, like, leading the X charge. <laughs> I think I'm foreverly mad at Elon, and I, I know I didn't tell this story on your podcast. I'm not sure if I I've told it here, but uh, I've sold my Tesla stock way too early. Right. When I got out of high school, uh, 2016, my friend's mom gifted us all one share of Tesla, which was, like, under $100 at that point. Wow. In January 2020, I sold it for six. I sold one share for $600. And because I thought there's no way it's going up any more than this. Right. Two, three share splits later, a few thousand percent more growth. That $600 in stock is now worth like four or five grand. Less than four years later. I I do have to just back up here. You graduated from high school in 2016? uh, Yes, sir. I'm 25. I guess the math works out. Um, <laughs> I graduated from high school in 1991 or 92 or something. I, uh, I, I'm old. <laughs> I made it a point to not bring that up, but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so I, I guess, you know, going back to that or, you know, on, I almost said on the old topic, but I don't want to say that. Um, I listened to your episode with Tom, the savings captain. Right. And you talked about you started investing at a pretty young age. I did, yeah, and made all the mistakes, every one of them, so that you don't have to. So, and and feel free to say no to this. I'll edit it out if you'd prefer. Give us a quick summary of that, if you don't mind. Yeah, no problem. I'll talk about it. I love talking. Well, I don't love talking about it, but <laughs> I, I I've mentioned this on every podcast I've been a guest. So, like one penny podcast with Harris. Uh, Money Happy Hour podcast with Tom. Uh, Adulting is easy with Lauren, which I think that podcast will be out next month. And I, a few others where I've been a guest. So I, I'll give you the brief 
breakdown because maybe people have already heard this on other podcasts, but yeah. So I read the wealthy barber when I was around 19 years old, this is going back again to like, you know, the early nineties and we didn't have, you know, the internet was in its infancy. We didn't have cell phones. The cell phones were also in their infancy. We did, definitely did not have the internet on our cell phones or, or apps or, you know, anything like that. And so after reading the wealthy barber, I was like, okay, I need to start investing. I want to, you know, build for later in life. And I remember phoning a stockbroker and like, literally, I must've looked this up in the yellow pages and, and I wasn't from a big town. So I don't even know how I found a stockbroker in the town I lived in. Right. Like, and so yeah, that was a disappointing conversation. Cause they were like, Oh, you need at least $10,000 to invest. You know how times have changed now, right? Like you literally now you need $1 to invest. You can buy a fractional share. Um, so anyways, going back to the early nineties, I eventually found a financial advisor who was willing to, or not willing like very much wanted to help me get started and get into mutual funds, which at the time, I know you can kind of argue mutual funds all day long, the pros and cons, but at the time it was a pretty good option where I could start a mutual fund for $100 and then invest whatever I wanted every month after that. And I chose $75. So from 19 to around 24, maybe even 25, five or six years, I religiously put $75 every single month into this uh, mutual fund. And by, yeah, by the age of 24, 25, I had this nice little, probably somewhere around 10 grand built up, right? Which is a pretty good start when you're 25 years old for, again, going back to the, to the nineties when we didn't have things like, you know, we didn't have the side hustle culture back then. We didn't have, uh, you know, you couldn't just easily sell things on, on marketplace or, or whatever other, you know, whatever other ways you have that you could make money so and then I got into the sort of the the life throws you curveballs where all of a sudden it was like oh I, I just need to withdraw two grand oh, and then a couple months later oh I'll just withdraw three grand then a couple months later oh, I'll just withdraw another grand and then by yeah but pretty much by the time I was 26 maybe early 27 age of 27 that that like initial 10 or maybe even 12 grand that I had built up in that mutual fund was, was gone. It disappeared just because, you know, and so, yeah, that is by far my biggest investing mistake. And like I said, I, I've talked about that on several other podcasts. So my apologies if people have heard this story already and yeah, that's, I'll, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I, I don't think you need to apologize at all. I think if nothing else, it's a good lesson to share because especially, I mean, you look at like div twit right now and I just followed some, I just started talking to somebody who's like 16, 17 and already got a couple grand in the market dividend right. investor. It's, it's a very young X. I got you <laughs> uh, community on there. And I, I think a lot of us need to hear it because a uh, prime example, uh, he'll come on the podcast in a couple weeks Maybe next month by the time this goes live. I don't know. Well, I don't know when these are going live. Um, right. I'm going to say conservatively, today is September 10th, 2023. And that is the day this episode goes live. <laughs> okay. By the way, that said, I was talking to uh, Nick over at Average Joe Investing. Um, he We were talking about that recently because you get to about the age that I'm at now. And I mean, weddings come up. 
you're probably doing a little bit if you went to college even didn't go to college probably doing a little better at your job than you were just two or three years ago right a lot of people my age and i gulp when i say this and i hope to god my mother doesn't listen to this podcast <laughs> but i know a lot of people my age are having kids right which especially here in uh the good old land of the free where we don't have that canadian healthcare system <laughs> kids ain't cheap that hospital stay is not cheap right so it's it's easy to take out of that account just for everyday expenses i mean paying having... back student debt student loans all of that and hey just because uh it might be free to birth the child and or somewhat free to have the child in a canadian hospital you're still paying for that kid for at least 18 years if not 20 some years of, <laughs> you know right so oh yeah kids kids are expensive no matter where you are in the world i do not doubt you on that. Not even a little bit. <laughs> right. <clears throat> but yeah, it, it's so easy for so many people. It's You come up with that one excuse to come out of it. And, and correct me if you think I'm wrong in this. I feel like, you know, you pull it out, you pull out funds once and you've ripped off the Band-Aid. So it's a little easier to every progressive time. And then before you know it, you're out of money. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, definitely, definitely regret that one. You know, 20, like I said, I'm 50 now. So 25 years later, that that would have kept growing, you know, dollar cost averaging in every month at at 75, you know, maybe over time, raise it to 100, 150, 250 a month, whatever. Um, who knows over time again, when, you know, we, when we did get into things like you know, online banking and, and trading platforms and apps on our phones, maybe you roll that mutual fund into, into something else. And yeah, well, <laughs> it is what it is. And, and I guess continuing on that, the whole, the whole point I even brought this up, any tip for how someone, you know, a younger person, I guess, even especially could avoid that same pitfall. Yeah, for sure. A couple of things, obviously, um, emergency fund, which wasn't really a, a thing back then. It was just like, try to invest what you can and, and, and pay your bills. Uh, but like I also mentioned previously, the, the side hustle culture now is so much more prevalent, whether it's, uh, you know, create like ourselves, creating a YouTube channel and trying to uh, monetize that way. Or like I also mentioned selling selling things on on marketplace or i i mean there's a million and one different side hustles these days actually one of my most successful tweets is it still called a tweet <laughs> Who, who's to say honestly? one of my most successful from a few months ago it, like it got i think it got close to a hundred thousand impressions maybe seventy five thousand impressions or something and it was just simple like something like give me your side hustle ideas and i i must have got 200 comments of and there were there were some really good side hustle ideas in there right and it was like everybody was had had a an idea of what to do for a little extra money and it's so much it's still i don't want to say easier but it is easier now because you do have the internet and the ability to connect with people the ability to to sell something whether it's a, a product or a service or whatever you may have um there's lots of people selling, you know, 99 cent ebooks. Well, you sell enough of those that that 99 cents adds up, right? Absolutely. And I mean, I mean, I'm a firm believer in every penny counts. Yeah. So whether it's a 99 cent ebook or a $10,000 royalty deal, I'll take that check to the bank every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I say, if anyone wants to give me 10 grand to sponsor this podcast, my DMs are open. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyone, if anyone wants to pay me 99 cents to uh, support this podcast, my DMs are open. Right. Yeah. Which actually, um, I, I do kind of want to bring that up. And I was not going to ask about this. Then you, and I will post this on the screen for the video watchers, commented on my tweet this afternoon. Oh, about the... Uh... Yeah, yeah, just uh, making money as a creator online. That's the tweet you're gonna talk about. Yes, sir. I, I did want to. I did want to talk to you about that. Um, so you've been doing passive income podcast. How, how long would you say now? Uh, ten months since October third. Oh. I'll be honest. I thought it was longer than that. <laughs> yeah, that's a hundred guests in ten months. That's ten a month. Wow. Yeah, give or take. Ooh, I am two years into this podcast. I think this is like episode forty. <laughs> All right. So that said, though, um, even that, so you're not to the YouTube monetization yet, as you mentioned in the tweet, but you Very have gotten, close. you gotten a few bucks from buying me a coffee and a few more from uh, your merch line. Right. Which uh, if you'd like to plug that real quick, uh, I wouldn't mind. Uh, yeah. Uh, buyinvestingshirts.com and uh, hopefully the link will be in the description below. There's tons of uh, uh, fun merchandise over there not just passive income posse merch but uh patrick has uh, all sorts of different like dividend and etf and even bitcoin and different uh types of merchandise coffee mugs t-shirts hoodies toques uh for those of you who aren't canadian that don't know what a toque is the rest of the world calls them beanies but it's a toque. <laughs> I, I was about to ask what's the difference because my my American self doesn't know. Um, <laughs> but what I liked about you, your comments on that specifically and what I wanted to bring up, um, and I've got it pulled up here, was your correct me if I'm wrong, it's a passive income posse side hustle. That's more like a side hustle for you, like a side gig. Or am I incorrect on that? I like the YouTube channel is definitely a side hustle, side gig. Uh, but it's really sharing the kind of the dividend investing strategy. But, you know, again, with over or almost to 100 guests, it hasn't been all dividend investors. I've had options traders. I've had real estate investors. I've had um, I haven't had any day traders yet, though, although I have talked to a few and they're just like, I'm not sure if this is for your audience. And I'm like, hey, I'm willing to have a conversation. Right. So uh, I, I guess quick. I don't know how often you check out my YouTube channel or if you've seen my recent videos, but um, I had I tried to get a day trader on my podcast and it ended up, we ended up doing a video together and I wanted to watch him trade live and talk about it. If you can find somebody who's willing to let you do that, because I had to pay him an undisclosed sum of money for him to let me do that. Oh, that's, yeah. I, I can't afford to pay people. <laughs> uh, a year ago, me, when that happened, could afford to pay people. Right. Well, rental homeowner me now, maybe not so much. But yeah, but I, I was going to say, I mean, correct me wrong, you know, you record a lot of these kind of in your own home, doing your own thing, and you're still making money from this, and you're approaching that YouTube monetization. You've got multiple income streams from the same podcast. That side hustle culture, it's not hard exactly exactly and absolutely nothing but respect for that with that said uh i i do really hate on twitter slash x 
when I see people posting, hey, here's here are ways to make passive income and they put down start a YouTube channel. Well, if you if you think <laughs> a YouTube channel is passive income, that means you've never had a YouTube channel. <laughs> it it is very I hundred hundred percent agree with you. I mean, I don't even I don't even edit my own videos and even then getting a 10 minute video out to two, three hour project. Right. Uh, yeah, don't it's, me. it's not passive. Like the only part of it that may be passive income is like a video that you put out a year or two years ago that is still getting views and you might be getting some ad revenue from AdSense on that. But literally YouTube is a, is a job. It's not passive income. So anybody on Twitter slash X, that that has like a, this here here's my thread of seven easy ways to have passive income and like number three is start a youtube channel don't follow that person <laughs> that said I, I don't know if you follow bad money advice on x i might i think i don't know I'm dude's sure. dude's funny dude's really funny um i he all the time will post like my favorite passive income sources and they're always like number one uber Number two, DoorDash. And people roast him in the comments all the time without reading the name of the account. Right. Yeah, because again, like Uber and DoorDash are great side hustles, but it's not passive income because you're working, you're hustling, right? Like you're driving around, you're delivering, you know, with Uber, you're delivering people basically. With with DoorDash, you're delivering food or and Uber Eats, right? You're delivering food. Uh, we have one here called Skip the Dishes, which is the same concept right all right so you know branching off a of, you know side hustle culture and i'm kind of putting a close on this topic at least multiple income streams i, I hear that a lot from the, from the dividend accounts they'll count dividends almost more as an income stream than an investment is that a necessity today do you see it as a necessity that's a great question because yeah you know you can definitely look at dividends as part of of your income streams, right? Your passive income, so to speak, as, as you mentioned off the top, it is possibly the truest form of passive income. You literally just buy a stock and then, or several shares and just wait. And they just, the money just, like I said, shows up in your account. So counting that as, as a stream of income, I can definitely see why people would say that, right? It's, it's there, the money shows up, you get paid. So why, you know, I guess that side of the argument is why wouldn't you count that as a revenue stream? And then I guess my other side of that same argument is, well, going back to the total growth strategy of, of like you, you want your investments to make money. Well, dividends are part of your total return. So I, I don't have an answer. I, I definitely see both sides of, of this question of like, is it just part of your total return or is it part of your, your income stream? Great thought. I don't know. Let us know in the comments what you guys think. I aim into that. I got to say, you, you took that a different direction than I was originally intending it, but I, I do really, really like where you went with that is dividends being a total return. Cause I guess, my my degrees in finance so i have a lot of classroom experience with a lot of things and from right. a classroom perspective dividends are just capital gains you get now is how a textbook would word it yeah but that's part of your total return those capital gains right oh yeah so then 
I, I guess, you know, starting to put a close on just investing strategy as a whole. We talked about, you know, why dividends. Um, a couple final final questions about that. What what do you think, I guess, in your case, is div twit, div, div x, I guess, maybe? X-div. Is, is x-div, there you go, <laughs> is huge. Like, if you, I feel like every day we're adding on 100 new accounts that have dividend in the name. Yeah. Which is cool. I love to see that amount of people investing. And whereas I, I talk a lot of index funds, I'm definitely more of a growth investor. If you're putting your money to work in the market, we're, we're all running the same race. We're all winning. Yeah. And that's... We, we can invest differently and still be friends. Uh, and we sh- talked about that the other day on on the past, on my show, right? The Passive Income Podcast, where like we're, we're all running the same race, but we're not we're not competing in that race. We're all tr- just trying to get to the finish line together. Amen to that 100,000%. Right. What I was going to ask is I was reading this the other day. It was an article I was reading that. And this could be totally just somebody who spent too much time on X. I have no idea. But they were saying dividend investing is more common in young people than it has been maybe even ever. Right. And a lot of people were attributing that to, you know, the idea of side hustle culture. So whereas like index fund growth, it's not liquid cash. So it's not another, you know, quote unquote income stream. Right. But they see that need to uh, have that dividend income stream therefore it's more real it's more tangible so i'm gonna i I again kind of flip this around too and i I think a big part of that is social media right Mm -hmm. these like you mentioned 16 17 18 19 year old kids and young adults can connect with other like-minded people you know again going back to me in the in 1992 there was no way to connect with other like-minded people unless you happen to somehow meet them (laughs) and and, and obviously just a random meeting of like IRL, right? In real life where you actually talk to people face to face, which, you know, just rarely to never happen back then when you're a, you know, a 19, 20 year old kid, young adult and finding someone else of, of 19 or 20 years old that had the same interests of, of investing and, you know, maybe you know, maybe that would have helped me to not blow that money back then or right. If I had had somebody, whereas now you have that social media where it's so easy to find these like-minded people finding, you know, a thousand people, 10,000 people that are, you know, all telling you not this, well, a lot of them the same, but very similar things of like, Hey, keep going, keep investing, keep doing what you're doing. And everybody in the community supports each other. And everybody in the community, like you said, we're, you know, all running the same race and, and, but not competing, right. We're just all there to help each other. And I'm sorry, I'm getting a little long winded on this answer, but I think you, <laughs> I think you get the the gist of what I'm trying to say, right. How obviously the times have changed and obviously for the better, for the most part, obviously there's parts of social media that you'd really want to avoid. <laughs> That's a given. <laughs> yeah. There are definitely some idiots out there on X who are very proud of how dumb they are. Right. And then you also mentioned too, like just the amount of, of, you know, dividend investors in the community, but you look at, at some of the, the accounts, like, you know, hero dividend that's got, I don't know what he's up to 150, 170,000 followers. Ridiculous. Like that. He's a cool growth. uh, There's another Uh, one. He actually, he follows me back dividend growth investor and he's oh, got yeah. 170 
Yeah, okay. That I was like, tell me a minute about it. I don't know who you're talking about. Yep, I follow him as well. Yeah, uh, Dividend Dominator. Actually, he's Canadian. He's got something like 70 or 80,000 followers. So, yeah, there's definitely... And actually, he follows me back as well, which is which is really cool when you see these accounts that have like 100,000 people and they follow you back. You're just like, okay, cool. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I've got a few like that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ross, Ross, Hero Dividend used to follow me. I don't know what I did to piss him off, but uh, <laughs> that was like a couple of years ago before he even hit 50K. We used to chat every now and then. Right. Ross, if you ever want to hit me up, though, I'll drive down to South Carolina. Well, t- we can do an in-person podcast. I'd love it. Uh, for the record, Ross has been a guest on the Passive Income Podcast. <laughs> I, I do want to say, like, I, I want to make sure like, I do get out there and saying I have not reached out to him in years. So... The fact that he hadn't been a guest at all probably has something to say about the fact that I've just never asked. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah. I mean, that said, I, I do like what you mentioned. You know, there are definitely some good parts of social media. I'm talking about this a little bit recently, again, with uh, our mutual friend, Tom, the savings captain. There's yeah. there's a little bit of a wind tunnel when it comes to Twitter X everything, because I'm surrounded by 100,000 other people who read stock charts, who understands stocks investing budgeting yeah like first thing this morning i like okay so i you know i get up pretty early i don't have to be to work until like eight o'clock so i've got time to kind of like scroll through twitter <laughs> and you know post my good morning passive income posse tweet and whatnot but like i'm looking at this one tweet this morning of talking about like fibonacci retracement and i'm just like okay <laughs> right like, okay it, it's interesting i guess to some people but to me, it's just not Fibonacci retracement is a lot of noise to me. I think there's a lot of things that are a lot of noise, but I was gonna say our wind tunnel definitely has some perks and some downsides. Like it's great to be surrounded by so many like-minded people trying to reinvent themselves or, you know, reinvest. Yeah. But then other times, you know, I'll, I'll get like a text from a friend who's not the most financially or investment savvy. And they're like, Hey, you know, I'm looking for investment. I'm like, God, oh, just pick an ETF. And they've got no clue what that means. And I'm yeah, so yeah. I'm so stuck in the Twitter wind tunnel that I've got I've got to back up. Yeah. And that's where the yeah, that's a great point in. too, right? ETX or sorry, ETF, exchange traded fund. And, and again, you know, we were talking a lot the other day on on mine about beginning and beginning investors. And if you don't know some of these terms just ask people will be more than happy to tell you what etf or dca or or drip means right like it's it's not hard people will will tell you just ask or just look it up you know like google is your friend right with a lot of like with like investopedia out there uh nerd wallet some amazing completely free resources which resources. again like we talked about on your show it is an absolute perk of the day yeah or yeah. even Send me a DM or send me a DM. Send David DM there. Yeah. I think pound for pound, we have the coolest community on the internet. Yeah. Probably sure. the most chill too. Yeah, for sure. And that's coming from somebody who spent a lot of time in like the <laughs> online gaming community. So we are, we are several steps above. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I'm not a gamer, but I can only imagine what that community is like. There's, there's a lot of reasons that I stopped playing Call of Duty and League of Legends, and I somebody out there listening needs no context and know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I, I can. Like I said, I'm not a gamer, but I can only imagine it. It, it seems like, 
Yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess, you know, uh, starting to put a wind down on things, our, our typical closing questions here on the show. First up, Mr. Dividend Dave, where can we find you on the internet? Yeah, well, we've talked about it a lot. You can find me on X, the app formerly known as Twitter. You can see it right there in my handle, at Lovey1973. Uh, Lovey was my high school nickname, so I still have a lot of high school friends that call me Lovey. And 1973 was my birth year, so at Lovey1973 on the app formerly known as Twitter. And then, of course, you can find me on YouTube at The Passive Income Podcast. I'm really glad you mentioned that because I, I've wondered since we met where Lovey came from, but yeah. I, I didn't I didn't want to ask <laughs> because there I don't know there were too many different ways a nickname like that could go, and I wasn't yeah. sure I wanted it on recording. And so, trust me, uh, that name is not because in high school I was like uh, a legend with the ladies, not at all. So <laughs> that's. We're gonna we're gonna leave it there. I, I've heard yeah, a lot. No, of- I, I I've had a few others that, that have uh, commented about that, saying we need to do a deeper dive. So maybe uh, check out the Passive Income podcast in the future, and and I'll get some of my some other people on to talk about it. <laughs> we're just gonna get a a quick episode that's just Dave telling high school stories until we figure it out. Maybe, maybe yeah, even right. a, maybe even a live stream. So you do like the monthly check ins live stream. Yeah, I get- try to do at least one a month once one per month and uh actually july i ended up doing two but i don't i'm not sure if we got one out in june or not i just started at at, at the beginning of 2023 so january i did one february one march one april and so yeah we've done about oh and then in may and my birthday I, we did like a huge uh live stream where i had like you know nine people on the screen and we looked like uh i'm gonna age myself here but look, looked like the brady bunch or or hollywood squares where it was nine people like all in squares around the screen so that was that was a really fun live um for my 50th birthday bash so yeah i i really do like doing the live streams those are a lot of fun to you know get three or four people on and just have a great conversation uh with everyone uh, obviously it's great when the guests ask each other questions and they and they can kind of honestly they kind of carried the show right i'm just okay perfect you guys take it away just keep talking about what you guys want to talk about <laughs> and i i obviously won't spoil anything i say that like i have literally any insider information at all but i saw you tagging some people on the app formerly known as twitter the uh last week the other day whenever it was and if half those people show up for your august one you got a heck of a lineup okay i'm I'm going to have to go back and find my own tweet. <laughs> maybe, maybe in the, maybe in the YouTube video, I've posted it here. Maybe not. We'll, we'll see how that works. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Uh, as always though, I will link passive income pod to passive income podcast down the show notes below Whether no matter what platform you're on. It's right there. Just scroll down a little bit. I'll yeah. link your Twitter account for sure. We'll even link that, uh, investing shirts. Yeah. That'll be down there too. Uh, and then moving on to closing question number two. So what, I guess, to a one resource, book, website, article, whatever, would you recommend to someone seeking financial independence? Uh, well, subscribe to the Passive Income Podcast. Of course. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, sub to strive to five to while we're here. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so yeah, obviously I, I would appreciate, I, I do truly appreciate everyone who follows me on, on X slash Twitter and everyone who subscribes on YouTube as well. Um, beyond that though, there's a couple books, obviously we talked about the wealthy barber, so I'll, I'll leave that one at that. Um, dividend John, I'm not sure if you follow him. He no, is, a Can- he's another Canadian, um, at Johnny boy. I think it's 1835 at Johnny Boy 1835. We'll we'll find him. Before this goes live, we'll find him. He was a guest on the Passive Income podcast back in the early days, like way back in uh, last December. To this day, his his uh, his episode has the most views by far, and he wrote a book called "Too Rich to Be Stressed," and it's all about. dividend investing and the idea of having an ATM in your living room that just spits out cash. And then a couple other, so yeah, he sent me the, actually a PDF file of his book before the, uh, before the episode. So I read it and a couple other sort of life stories within the book that are somewhat unrelated to investing, but still uh, really great stories within the book. And then the book itself also. So yeah, I would definitely uh, shout out to to uh, Dividend John at Johnny Boy 1835 and his book, Too Rich to be Stressed. It can be found on, on Amazon and on Kindle. And I will definitely post an Amazon link down in the comment or down in the show notes for that as well. Uh, spoiler alert, that very well may be an affiliate link for me. Yeah, all, all good. I wish I had an Amazon affiliate link for the from the like I said, he most views ever on the Positive Act, uh, Passive Income podcast, and yeah, I should have had an affiliate link for Amazon because I'm sure I'm sure there were some book th- book sales through that uh, through that episode. Well, I I will shout out you know for both both Dave and everybody else. I don't know how it is in Canada, but at least here in the U.S., getting those Amazon affiliate links is dead easy. Yeah, it's, um, it, it's easy here, too. I've, so I've done a, it in the past. I just didn't have it set up for that particular episode, and I'm probably still kicking myself about that one for another stream of, of passive income, right? Absolutely. I'm, t- I'm trying to get mine together before, uh, as we discussed, Kevin, walk you to wealth, because uh, I know where he's going to come on and push his book, and if anybody's yeah. making money off that episode, it's me. <laughs> I said that. I, if if you watch this far, Kevin, hey, subscribe. Thanks, bud. Uh, yeah. Number two, love what you do. Love your content. I give him a lot. Of, I give him a lot of crap on X, but he he's a really good guy. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then moving into you know our, our final closing question. So, what is next for Dividend Dave? Uh well, well, that's obviously a difficult question to answer because no one knows the future. Um. Uh, episode 100 coming soon anything yeah. like big bash plan for that or so you know definitely going to do a live stream i think after the fact to just celebrate episode 500 and just invite everyone back who's been a guest and say hey if you have time we're going to do it at this time and obviously 100 people can't all show up at the same time but <laughs> um you know get another one of those big uh hollywood squares slash brady bunch type things going on the screen where you have eight or nine people all at the same time so yeah, yeah, that's definitely uh, in the works. That's a fairly immediate future, you know, within the next couple of weeks where, um, you know, just later in August, I will have, I will be over the, the 100 uh, episode 
uh, 100 episode mark. So uh, beyond that, though, yeah, obviously, I want to continue growing the Passive Income podcast, continue. Like I said, it, it's a huge goal of mine to hopefully someday get to 100,000 subscribers, get that shiny silver uh, play button from YouTube awards. Um, definitely a goal of mine. So I, I'd love that for sure. Um, you know, beyond that, again, retirement, I'm just turned 50 last May. So, you know, I, after, you know, 10 more years and I'm out, right? Like if, if it, hopefully not even that, I, I again, it, passive income podcast, it's, if I start making Mr. Beast money, then, and then I'm not working for 10 more years, obviously. Right. I mean, well, you give me one month of Mr. Beast money, I, I guarantee you'll never hear from me again. Right. <laughs> right. That man pulls in. I, I, I've heard rumors he'll pull in 50, 100 million a month. I, I dip so fast. Yeah. <laughs> he He's crazy because, he, yeah, he's so crazy with his money because he's just like, okay. Like the Squid Games video, he spent three or four million dollars on a YouTube video. I'm like, that's more than like a TV show spends. Yeah, that's great. Perfect. <laughs> hey, well, with that said, thank you again so much, Dividend Dave, for coming on the podcast. Check him out on Twitter or join the Passive Income Posse on YouTube. All that link down in the description. So thank you all so much for listening. If you made it this far, make sure to subscribe, follow the show on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Like us, check out another episode. Check me out on social media. I've got all my links down there too. And we'll, we'll see you again next Monday with another one. Thank you.